All right, you're listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. This is our special COVID-19 podcast, musicians in the Hudson Valley and what they've been going through. Rusty, we've never done this before. This is Zoom. This is a hallmark of the coronavirus, this Zoom thing. I've never done it. I have no idea how it's going to go, but we're going to wing it, and we're just going to jump right in. There's a, a, a terrible pandemic. Everyone around the world knows about it, possibly the place affected the most in the world is right here in New York, particularly in New York City. We live in the heart of New York in the Hudson Valley, where we have this little music scene. Let's find out how it's been affected. We have not one, two, not three, but five distinguished guests with us. We have studio owner Paul Antonell right here in Rhinebeck, New York. We have Carl Allwire, a musician and co-owner of the Rhinebeck School of Music. We have popular musician Jim Weeder, former member of the band himself. We have Mike Nickerson, who is facility manager of UPAC in Kingston, that's Ulster County Performing Arts Center, and especially the Bardavon in Poughkeepsie, the opera house there. And then, of course, we have Pat Ryan from Pauling, New York, who works at Daryl Hall's fantastic club, Daryl's House. Guys, welcome to the Rick Z Show. All right. Hey, Rick. Thanks so much for being here. I'm going to just jump in. I'm going to start with you, Paul Antonell. You're a student owner. I've known you for over 30 years and, you know, I've known you to to work every day of your life. Uh, This is a dream of yours. What's it been like in the last couple of months and have you been in the studio lately and have you been doing any sessions at all? Thank you, Rick. I've known you for a long time. It's it's been tough, you know. I was very busy right up until March 13th and then, you know, the sky fell working on, you know, a pop record and, um, you know, the only thing I've done a, a week ago, I started with an audio book from an author that lives in Rhinebeck, and it was one person. And so I basically shut down, and I'm just starting to open up now, which means just starting to talk to people about booking July and August. And unlike the clubs and the venues um, and the bands and artists who are performing, I think I'll be able to open and start working right away because the touring stuff is just not going to happen till next year. I, I don't think. Now, you know? Paul, the clubhouse is a business. Can you get a grant from the government to help re- recoup some of what you've lost? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to get anything near what, what we lost, but you know, I am applying for some things and mm-hmm. you know, I don't count on anything. But okay. I was working right up until when, you know, it hit, and um, that's really disappointing, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I feel do. bad for the touring guys, like Carl and, and Jimmy, they're, you know, their lives are shut down. I'm going to be able to start slowly reopening, because I, I don't have to have lots of people um, at my place, you know, where they're playing venues of 2000. 3,500, those are going to be hard hit. Let me talk to Carl Allwire for a second about that. Speaking of grants, you have a business too, the Rhinebeck School of Music. Can you get a grant from the government to help uh, with your business? Yes, they actually um, have come through already. And, uh, you know, we applied for, um, I forgot what kind of loan, you know, you can apply for paycheck protection Right. Uh, loans and all that but the problem when, when you're a business owner is you you don't really draw a paycheck per se and you know you've got i had to file as an individual contractor and right very short there there is some money that's starting to come and 
you know, I, and a lot of the utilities and all of them have been very good about like, I was able to shut three of the four meters down and just keep the phone on mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, some people aren't being so lenient, you know, we got to keep the money coming in. So it's, you know, as we were talking with Pat earlier that, you know, we're part of arts, education and entertainment. So Carl, like a, like a lot of musicians, you have to supplement your gigs with teaching guitar yes. and bass and giving lessons to people. How has this affected that? I mean, you can't get together with people. Do you, do you do it online? Have you lost lessons? How does that work? Yeah, personally, I mean, all of our teachers have been working remotely, um, just like this on Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, whatever, you know, people prefer. But probably about half my students in the, in the whole process I've lost that, you know, that either because you can't really play together with people. That's the drawback with this whole format. You know, yeah. if I teach somebody online, I have to kind of just play what in time myself and they have to use me sort of as a stereo to play along with. I can't really respond to them and, you know, but otherwise we've been doing everything this way and, you know, making it work as best we can, but it definitely chopped it in half as far as people wanting to be in person and all that. Jim Weeder, let me ask you something. You're a a popular musician. You play a lot. Can you recoup any of this through unemployment or anything like that? Uh, I'm getting the pandemic, uh, PUA. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that they're, doing that because they, I can't work. So um, that that's cool. New York State is, is doing that for self-employed people. How do you go from as busy as you were to, I mean, how are you filling up your days now? Uh, I mean, you can't go out and play. I mean, how are you doing with all this time on your hands? Well, uh, each day the, uh, the grass grows another quarter inch, so <laughs> I'm watching it grow. And, and I got to do more and it's all-wheel drive, so I can't wait to get out there and hit it. Uh, <laughs> that, and uh, I've been writing. You know, I've been writing music for the the weight band for our second um, album. Great, and uh, and so uh, that's that's been keep working every day. Uh, keeping myself on a schedule um, <clears throat> is helping me. Like stay on a schedule, you know, and, and going downstairs and working on writing songs. Good for you. I'm trying to write myself. It's not easy. It's just as hard to write now as it ever has been for me. So, uh, you know, I'm realizing now that I wasn't just avoiding it because I didn't have time. Um, <laughs> it's hard work. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard work. In any case, you know, we're into phase two now. I'm not sure exactly what all the ins and outs of phase two are. It started yesterday. Today's June 10th. So, Yesterday, we started phase two. I know that some restaurants are open, limited capacity, yeah. and outdoor seating and that kind of thing. Pat Ryan, you're the general manager of Daryl's House. I know they have food there. They, they can't have music. Or has it gone dark or, or are you guys serving dinner still and stuff like that? So, um, throughout the first step down, um, they considered takeout an essential business. So, we've been running a takeout, a curbside pickup business um, as we go, you know, the revenue is, it's not enough to really do much, but we've been keeping our employees employed and our staff is there and they're cooking. Uh, That's great. Yesterday, awesome. um, mid Hudson Valley just entered phase two and, uh, Cuomo upgraded phase two to include outdoor dining. So today's actually our first day. Um, we have, uh, you know, picnic tables set up outside. And a lot of our wait staff um, came back 
and um, which which is great. We were concerned that some of them wouldn't come back because of programs like PUA and unemployment that is, they're paying them more not to work. Um, so we're mm -hmm. glad a lot of our staff's coming back. They're just excited to like get out of the house and be busy again. Um, we're serving food and we'll see how outdoor seating only works. I guess we're, we're really victims to the weather being nice. Yeah. Like if we get a rainy weekend, there goes any chance of revenue. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully we learn more about what phase three is going to be in a couple weeks. And then yeah. we can start having live music in some form when we enter phase four. By the way, uh, you guys have great food there, and I think you have one of the best sound systems in the Hudson Valley. I love the sound of the, the music there, the equipment that you guys use. I, I've seen a handful of shows there, and it's just fantastic. Any talk about when music might start up? I mean, have people been talking about that at all? Indoor restaurant is still a wait and see in phase three. We don't know what they're gonna let us do as far as capacity, and then as it relates to music, it's been very clear that it's gonna be phase four. We don't know what it looks like. I think we're not going to have a lot of foreign bands stopping through. It's going to be probably a lot of local and regional music at first, which is great. Um, we're just anxious to get started, and we've been kind of in a wait-and-see pattern past three months. Mike Nickerson, you work at the Bardavon. You're the facility manager there. I noticed I went to buy a tickets for Jackson Brown and James Taylor. And of course, we know what happened. Bethel Woods and all these places have closed down. But I noticed that on their calendar, they've already started booking for 2021. I've never seen that before. Are you guys booking a year ahead? The acts that you've had there, have you moved them officially to 2000? Woman was supposed to be coming in uh, this past year around uh, St. Patrick's Day. One of the first years to get to cancel. Um, and... Uh, They've pushed their their tour off. I know uh, Britt Floyd pushed their tours off. Um, originally, we had moved them to this August, but we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's too soon. Are moving to 2021. There's going to be some permanent effects on the Hudson Valley music scene and on everybody from this COVID-19. Some effects will last a long time. Others will be permanent. What what kind of permanent effects might this bring about for musicians? What do you think, Jim? Well, I, I just think it's going to be a slow, slow crawl, um, getting getting going, and and I think people are, are nervous about actually um, going out yet. People have to get comfortable to go out and sit next to each other in a in a theater or in a club, and, or, or or be on a dance floor all crowded together. Everybody's drinking, and I mean, will it will it ever be the same, or is it just going to take a really long time? I, you know what? I, you know we have to, we have to wait and see. I mean, viruses die out, so I'm hoping that they just kind of die out and everybody slowly gets used to it and they get relaxed. What about for a studio, Paul? You, you've got microphones, people sharing microphones, the same microphone, or you got close right. quarters sometimes. Is there going to have to be any new protocol? I mean, how are you going to handle? Yeah, there, there is. I mean, I'm already booking. Um, you know. July and August now people are calling Glorious. because as Jimmy said everybody's writing and and um, I think recording is going to get super busy and yeah. I've had some requests for streaming and that's something I wanted to ask Pat and see if him and Pete are you know are you going to be doing any streaming shows you know for local artists great question 
Um, yeah, we are, and we're anxious to start it. We would have already started it if we could. You know, I've checked with our attorneys, and they've really said there are some gray areas. You could try it, but like as soon as you as soon as you risk going against the executive order, you're getting the building department involved. You could risk your liquor license. It's sure. just, it's might as yeah. well just wait and see. But we do we do plan on. Uh, live streaming and having like donation-based um, right. contributions from people watching, not pay-per-view, but free to watch and encouraged to donate. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Rick, I just wanted to say one thing. You know, I've had yeah. a lot of requests for streaming for people to come in the studio because, you know, we can do pretty big setups and have enough isolation of separation so that people could, you know, possibly do it like you know, possibly the weight, you know, they could come in, you know, um, that kind of a thing. And other national artists have also talked about it too. Is Paul, put, is Paul putting you on the spot, Jim? <laughs> you you got to record your next album there, it sounds like. Uh, oh, he's already got plans, I'm sure. <laughs> let, let me make you gotta a get out a big rent. You got to wrench him down a little bit. Rick. <laughs> a lot of wrenching. IBM used to be the big uh, computer company on the block around here. All, everyone I knew who I grew up with, their parents uh, worked for IBM. My dad worked for IBM. When Microsoft and Apple came along, they kind of knocked IBM off the block and they laid 6,000 people off. I think just in Dutchess County, it might be the whole Hudson Valley, but my dad was one of them, I remember. And it kind of changed the economic landscape of the area, in my eyes, kind of on a permanent basis. And then in 2008, when the bottom dropped out in the economy uh, all over the country, I saw some further changes. Is this going to bring about some further economic strife that is long lasting and will that affect music in the Hudson Valley? I want to address Pat and Mike on this issue. Let's start with you, Pat. What do you think? Um, yeah, there's definitely going to be some, some uh, turnover, some businesses that, that can't survive this downturn. Um, and there will be new ones emerging, especially once things really get back to normal. And it's not the first time a virus has worked its way through you know, a society and even even the U.S., we will be back to normal eventually, and the landscape will definitely look a little different. What about you, Mike? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think ticket prices and uh, artists are going to have to do different kinds of deals now. Uh, we're not going to have, maybe the capacities aren't going to be the same. Uh, people's liquid cash may not be uh, as you know able to spend as much for shows anymore uh, things are going to have things are going to change in different ways and but and on the other hand hopefully with the glut of a lot of artists coming out we'll be able to you know a lot of us will be able to book uh, art acts we wouldn't have been able to get it should be a really interesting balance and carl for you you have this music school you rent instruments they take the instruments out they use them they they bring them back they go back out somebody else uses them what kind of protocol are you going to need to have in place just to just to make people feel safe that everything's sanitized and is that going to be an issue um, absolutely i mean we're going to have to wipe every even before as this was starting to happen before we had to shut down you know, we were cleaning everything constantly, you know, disinfecting everything. And, yeah. you know, um, my partner, Aaron Hobson, and I are already talking about, you know, when we reopen the small rooms, you know, maybe, maybe having like a, you know, a plastic, you know, plexiglass between us somehow. And, 
you know, having to wear masks at first, you know, until this thing works its way through, like these other guys are talking about, or, you know, um, you know, maybe there'll be a vaccine within a year or something like that, but Mm -hmm. eventually we'll get back to where we were. It just might take a while. Yeah. Uh, Guys, I, I, we're already running out of time. I can't believe that. I want to, first of all, just thank each and every one of you for joining us today, taking the time out of your schedule to just come and do this. Thank you guys very much. It's a, it's, you guys are all experts in your field. So this is a conversation worth having and we're tough. We're musicians. I noticed that a lot of people are doing stuff online. They're, they're getting the music out to their audience, whether it's YouTube or their own websites. Jim, have you done anything online? Do you, are you getting your music out to your audience at all that way? Well, we did a, um, in December, we did a show at the Capitol Theater down in Porchester. Um, and uh, we had <clears throat> we had the um, Dap King Horns with us, and Willie Nile was a special guest. So we we did a whole show at, down there, and uh, they gave us the video. So we put that up on Facebook, and people really, and we made it like a live show, like a chat room, and people got to to watch it like a live show. So that's one thing that we did, and um, we're planning on doing it each month maybe releasing a live you know a video like a live show like that that's great i mean music finds a way uh musicians are creative they're going to find ways of getting the music to their audience and if you are a musician in the hudson valley i i tend to think you're particularly tough and uh we as willy wonka said we are the music makers we are the dreamers of dreams thank you guys for joining us uh meant a lot to me that you guys were here thank you again likewise thanks welcome rick cheers Bye. You're listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, produced and engineered every week by Rusty Johnson. Boy, uh, we're going to keep this going, do interview after interview. They're going to be over the phone for a while, but we're going to keep bringing them to you. Please keep tuning in, and we'll see you next time.